0: Welcome to the Pop Culture Cosmos. And we're back with another episode of the Pop Culture Cosmos. It's Gerald Glasser coming right back at you here from Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and of course, the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate everyone out there. This is all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you could like, share, subscribe to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Pop Culture Cosmos. Also, as well, you can go ahead and check us out today on popculturecosmos.wordpress.com. Of course, the latest news and trends in pop culture posted each and every day at Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook. Plus, if you can go ahead and follow us on social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, Threads, Wherever you can go ahead and find social media, go ahead and check us out today at the Pop Culture Cosmos, indeed. But it wouldn't be a Pop Culture Cosmos without my good friend. He is absolutely the happiest of all Happy Hoarders. Good friend, indeed. you got to go ahead and check him out today at happyhoardercollectibles.com, where he's got an array or even a myriad of awesome Pop Culture Collectibles you could go ahead and buy right now because it's not too early to start gift shopping for the ones you love indeed. Go ahead and check it out today at Happy Hoarder Collectibles, or go ahead and seek him out at the Happy Hoarder on social media. It is Josh the Legend, a.k.a. Josh Peterson. What's up, man?
1: Hey, what's up? So actually, I read something interesting today. I saw that uh, Vegas is poised to get the next uh nba expansion team That's or right. it's like it's between las vegas and seattle No, it actually so, yeah. would
0: be both of them it'd be a twofer
1: don't get me wrong it's a it's a neat place it's just like i when you go there it just doesn't seem like a place that screams major sport franchises but i guess maybe they're trying to change that that could be i mean look, look at the kraken so maybe they're trying they're working on it
0: I could tell you right now, though, I had a lot of fun. I go to the Museum of Pop Culture, which, is, you know, you have to go. They've got a great area where there's nothing but museums, but the best one for me and for you would be, I can say that pretty clearly, the Museum of Pop Culture. Tremendous area to go ahead as far as check out. A lot of cool stuff. A lot of cool modern pop culture stuff as well. I've actually shown that to you as far as video and pictures and whatnot. Uh, My first time in Seattle. Went to Microsoft. I've gone to the video game stores in that town. Video game stores are pretty good there. So, yeah, a lot of good things to go ahead and check out. I think still in Seattle, yes, like every city has its highs and lows, but there's certainly some great highs to be found in Seattle indeed.
1: Yeah, Sorry. yeah. I mean, I like you know, I enjoyed the markets and the museums, and maybe I just need to see more of the city. But, you know, to me, I've been to Vegas. I'm familiar with Vegas. Vegas just makes more sense.
0: Not right now. I got in the car. It was 125 degrees. Doesn't make too much sense right now, my friend. Oh, too hot. You know what's
1: funny is that when you're somewhere where it's like really hot and you walk out into the heat from the AC and it just feels like your eyeballs are melting right out of your skull.
0: That's the way I felt just about half hour ago. Yes. Getting in the car and uh, had to drive. So. Yes, please stay out of the heat. I know much of the U.S. is in a heat blanket right now. So go ahead and stay out if you can. Keep hydrated and keep safe. And check us out right here. Relax, cool off, and check us out right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. But we've got a great show lined up for everyone on the way for you. So looking forward to it. But starting off the conversations for today in pop culture, you would have to probably say it is Mission Impossible for Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One, first weekend, first five days, $80 million, $235, $240 million worldwide in its first weekend of the box office. International is pretty strong in most places. Domestically, it kind of not did as well as hoped, which may be some telling signs about the overall box office health as, as well, so I will say that the cinema score leading out from everybody that is watching it is an A. Plus, also, I think that the Metascore is still, from Metacritic, around the 80. And, of course, the Rotten Tomatoes is in the high 90s. So, by all means, I think that unlike Indiana Jones and The Dial Destiny, which did not get as favorable reviews, I think that this still has a chance to go ahead and earn back quite a bit of its money that it costs to go ahead and make.
1: All right, so are are we saved? Are movies spared the guillotine?
0: Not yet. It's kind of like halfway sliding down because Tom Cruise did not get an overwhelming victory. Again, It you know it, it's a $300 million movie, so it still has to make quite a bit in order for it to even get to the profit margin. So I'm going to say right now, it's still a little bit lukewarm, my friend.
1: Mm, all right, all right. Do you feel like it's it's gonna be that it's it's gonna be good though? Because I mean, I'm looking at uh, Oppenheimer and Barbie. Like, do you think between these three films that we could see a uh, like life injected back into the box office?
0: I think Barbie's gonna pop off a good number, but we'll have to see in Barbie's second week. Oppenheimer is gonna be there for the long haul because it's getting. Advanced Word, I haven't seen the actual critic reviews yet, but the Advanced Word through social media, because it will come out this week as far as the reviews for it, I think uh, the Advanced Word has come out very strong. For Oppenheimer, I think that I still can't find the logic in why they would go ahead and debut it on the same week as Barbie. They had plenty of other weeks this summer to go ahead and put it out or maybe push it back to the fall. But you know what? Oppenheimer yeah. and Barbie are coming out. But Barbie, I think Barbie's had some advanced ticket sales that may see it, may see it, have a nice opening.
1: Yeah, I mean, they did some cool things publicity wise, though, with Oppenheimer and Barbie. The the posters of Margot Robbie sitting on, um uh, what's his name? Uh, shoot, what's the Oppenheimer guy's name? Uh, oh, Cillian Murphy. Cillian Murphy, yeah. He's like carrying her on his shoulders or they're just like, Hanging out together. Like they've done some, there've been some pretty great memes and joke posters made. I think they've done a good job of like cross-promoting each other's stuff. Cross-promoting. Yeah, exactly. You know, Tom exactly. Cruise so,
0: was the one that started that because he was trying to he bought tickets for all for those two plus Indiana Jones. He's he's trying to drive home the fact that everybody should go check out everybody else's work right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, I know I was reading an article earlier where Tom Holland was saying that he he's not happy about everyone giving Tom Cruise credit for saving movies. He goes like, there's a lot of good actors that have put time and effort into a lot of these films coming out that aren't Tom Cruise. What about them?
0: Absolutely. Well, he should know because he starred in a movie that actually did a little bit better than of course said Top Gun Maverick last year. So that, and that's come out, you know, recently in Spider-Man, no way home. Obviously, that garnered close to $2 billion, just like Top Gun Maverick. And, of course, Avatar as well, which, again, I don't know, know. For all the people that say they didn't go see it, a lot of people must have seen it many times for it to earn over $2 billion at the box office. So it seems like it's very still constricted on the number of movies that people are going to. Smaller films like Insidious Red Door, Sound of Freedom, And some others have flourished as far as having a good audience. Uh, Asteroid City for a few weeks as well. That garnered quite a bit of enthusiasm. So the smaller movies have seemed to do okay, or sometimes really good. It's the larger box office draws, supposedly, that are underwhelming for the most part this summer.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm looking at it. Guardians of the Galaxy still not quite hitting the mark there. Yeah, it, did get, it did get a billion,
0: which is a big point for the first Marvel movie in May.
1: Yeah, well, Marvel's got some pretty bad publicity going on right now, too, with um, with the CEO of Disney, some of the comments that he's been saying.
0: And tell me about it. Just uh, I'm very unfortunate that he chose those words because Bob, Bob Iger, uh, you know, it's dealing with the SAG strike and then talked about less producing of, of marvel television shows and movies and also as well star wars same thing uh, so not,
1: i mean to those points so he's not like 100 percent wrong no on i that, wouldn't say because he was. We, yeah
0: because you even said it yourself because when he said those comments i'll have you know i was thinking about you and stuff that you've said on this show before right. that it's with, right. with the life that you have to live it's very hard for you to keep up with what's going on so you have to pick and choose which Star Wars and Marvel you're going to have in your diet and for me you know who who does keep up with it all it, to me to it just as you saw by my reviews on this show over the course of you know several months some of these series are just like okay a draining experience where it was just bland it's just not really fun to watch i got through it but i just it just in some of these cases for every Hawkeye for me, there was a Moon Knight or Miss Marvel that I really just didn't didn't just mm, give me that uh, kind of yeah. interesting thing to see. Or Obi-Wan was okay. The book of Slobo Fett, aka the book of Boba Fett that speaks for itself. So I, I th- you know, again, it depended on yeah. which yeah, it just I agree with, with Barb and Bob and saying, you know what. They needed to slow down a little bit on what's going on with the content, but the problem is they don't have anything else they could throw at you on Disney Plus.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, okay. Well, why? I've they, said they this need, for
0: years.
1: I, right. Right. They need to go like they're focused, they're putting so much focus into these franchises. They have their, their Star Wars and and Marvel and whatnot they like there's so many other great like ips that disney has the rights to like i was just reading that uh, they're they're going to do a show of john carter i'm like oh that's an am- that's a great idea because that could be good you know that could be something that draws people in
0: and they are well they were until the sag strike working and hiring actors for a tron movie or right. tron you know right. something it's down the road with tron
1: exactly let i mean yeah keep putting content out for star wars and marvel but like don't give us 30 shows in the span of six months you know it's just not no one no one's got time to sit there and watch all that
0: and i'm hoping i'm hoping i'm wrong on haunted house you know which is based off the thrill ride at the local disneyland or disney world wherever you're at oh,
1: is it a haunted mansion or haunted Haunted house? mansion
0: you're a haunted oh, mansion, okay. a, yeah, a okay. haunted mansion. Yeah. so yeah that's I don't know. The trailers make it seem very uh, lightweight, very, uh, you know, I guess uh, formulaic. But, you know, if people are liking it, people are digging it, you know, prove me wrong. I want to be proven wrong right now because the box office needs anything it can get.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Okay, so the Haunted Mansion, they're actually doing a great job of like merchandising that movie because I've. My uh, my wife was at Hot Topic today, and she was looking at they have these exclusive like Funko Pops. Like, oh, I like that. See, people like to. Did collect. she go
0: to the clearance section where it's buy one get one at one dollar, like I do?
1: No, I don't think so. But I have okay because everybody seems party. to
0: go to the back. I always fight people off at the back when. So.
1: Yeah, so I I mean when I've been in there, like yeah, I'll, I'll pick up some pot. I'll get do the ten eleven dollars for two pops but most of the time like at our our hot topic they just have like three different ones just piled high so you know you got to wait a while before they put new things in there
0: Okay, fair enough. But I guess it's so funny because my my kids and I, we all make a beeline once we're in the Mm -hmm. store all the way to the back to make, you know, because they're always running that deal where you get buy one, get one at $1. So It's like, is there anything here that I can see that I can like? Do they have anything in my size for Marvel?
1: (laughs) Well, I do that at... um at target like before i go look at anything i'll I'll just i'll go to the clearance sections and see like if there's any you know action figures or collectibles in there but you know back to haunted mansion they're doing a great job merchandising there's all these like funko pops there's t-shirts there's action figures all this stuff coming out for the movie so even if you don't didn't know that there's a movie coming out like you're like oh why is there so many haunted mansion things out and you're gonna go looking you know at the reasoning for it
0: Another thing I want to defend Seattle on in the suburb Everett, uh, not only you're, you're talking about some great things I saw again, like uh, as far as in, in the suburbs of Seattle, you saw uh, you have Microsoft, but you also have the Funko pop museum.
1: Yeah. I want that is
0: place rocks. I wish it was larger, but what you have there is really, really fun and really, really cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My, um, my wife Seattle. made a
0: custom pop of herself in it.
1: That's so cool. And I also know that Seattle has the biggest Boeing facility in the United States and that okay. my dad, my dad goes there. I don't know. I mean, my dad goes there for work sometimes. But yeah, I mean, there there, there are things in Seattle, you know, I've okay. but maybe I just need to explore more of the city. Just the parts that I've seen were like, oh, they're cool, but it's not a, a it's it's claustrophobic.
0: And they do have a great gaming scene there as far as the gamers are concerned. They do have a, a lot of, of great games, gaming stores like Another Castle and Pink Gorilla. So big shout out to Seattle. I do want to mention that. But I will say, though, getting back to close out this segment, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1 has to have legs. In order for it to not be considered another failure, it has to have legs. It made uh, quite a bit of money in internationally, but here it was kind of eh, middling and underperforming for what the expectations are. Is Again, people who are going to see it are really liking it. Do you think the word of mouth will help it long-term?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I hope so. It, it, and it worked on me, right? Because I have, I, I, I can't remember if I've seen any of the like older, some of the, or the later like Mission Impossible movies. So I went out and I started, I bought the first one. And so me and my wife are going to watch The first one to make our way through the mission impossible she doesn't know that yet but i've officially signed her up to do it so okay um yeah i mean my my interest has peaked so i'm going to try to get to a point where i can watch this movie i don't know if i'll get to it in theaters but yeah the that word of mouth has worked on me so i'm sure it's worked on other people too
0: What are your thoughts out there on the success or lack thereof, depending on how you see it, for Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1? Do you have confidence that this, like other Mission Impossible movies, will grow an audience over time, just like many of the other Mission Impossibles? I've seen all the Mission Impossibles. I have my thoughts on the various Mission Impossibles. I'd love to have this conversation with Josh down the road when he finally finishes. But what are your thoughts on Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1? Please let us know popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. My friend, there's still more to talk about on today's program. Before we hit the half-hour break, I want to touch on the Screen Actors Guild, After a Strike, which you know and I know is already underway. They're already manning the picket lines as we speak. I know you called me out of the blue, and you know something's always bothering you when you call me out of the blue with something like this. Like, Gerald, I gotta talk about this. I gotta talk about what's going on with the SAG After Strike. So, The floor is yours, my friend. First off, I bequeath to you what are your thoughts right now going on with the SAG after strike that could last for a very long time?
1: Okay, so I'm gonna say something controversial at first, all right? So don't uh, but I'm gonna backtrack on it. So let's put the picket signs down, all right? Originally, I was like, oh hey, this is this is weird to me because like these actors already make like millions of dollars, but I didn't realize that the issue was a little bit more complicated right so i i i see like the the you know the actors that make less money the stage actors and um you know people in like the indie flicks like i can see this having a bigger effect on them than it does like the the ones who make you know million plus dollars per movie but then you know as i was digging into and i saw that You know, the whole thing with like AI and streaming rights, like streaming was supposed to revolutionize the film industry. But I didn't even know that these actors weren't getting a piece of that, you know, a piece of that pie.
0: Think of of it like the music and the musicians a couple years ago really going against Spotify because they were not really getting much at all from the Spotify revenue. And they fought hard to get a bigger piece of that pie. It's not just the the 10 million or 20 million dollar actors. Remember, the Screen Actor Guild covers thousands of individuals that you see on television and film and work in the industry. And when it comes to money, you know, first off, it's the better the better pay is for the regular everyday individual that works on these in the background or works as co-stars that, that live on a job-per-job basis still. Then you have, like you said, the streaming rights as far as everyone that works on streaming especially the stars the big stars that work on all these films that go to streaming or like they, they let's say let's say mission impossible right now dead reckoning part one what happens when it goes to Paramount plus do these actors get an extra cut because it's been seen millions of times on on you know uh, on Paramount plus I mean they get it from DVD and and you know you know videotape or actually not, not videotape but DVD, or Blu-ray rights that they, they kind of reserved for themselves a long time ago. But when it comes to streaming rights, they really haven't, you know, that, that technology hadn't evolved the last time they went on strike.
1: Yeah. And you know, this kind of coincides with an article I was reading or an interview I was reading with Matt Damon that he had actually said lately that streaming platforms kill uh, film revenue. Like there was a time when, uh, a movie didn't do so well in box office numbers, but it got new life, you know, when it hit DVD. Hellboy is a perfect example of that like that. Then the first one didn't do so great in, um, you know, box office. But when it hit DVD, that's what got the sequel going because it it made a ton more money when it came out and actors got paid. You know, they got a piece of like the DVD sales, but streaming they get they get nothing or they get next to nothing. And because it's so cheap to like subscribe to a streaming platform or rent something digitally, you don't see those returns. And thus these movies don't make as much revenue as they once did. And that is affecting, you know, actors having to pick and choose what kind of projects they do. They can't just do everything nowadays because they need to do things that will keep their bills paid.
0: Absolutely. But again, it's, that's the thing. It's like for every, Scarlett Johansson or for every Robert Downey Jr there's hundreds upon thousands of screen actor guild members that are on a work by work job by job with the re- with the dream of becoming you know like those individuals that are the I don't want to say stereotypical but are the you know what everybody thought: a oh, struggling actor is working as a uh, you know a waiter or a waitress or you know, somewhere other job, as far as it's concerned. A lot of these actors are working other jobs because yes. they cannot sustain themselves on what they make as an actor.
1: Especially now, you know, it's, yeah. it's it 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 is very. It's sad. It's very sad. And, uh, you know, hearing there's a you know a couple of things like Bob Iger's comments. You know, talking about how like what they want is just what does he say? It's like irrational or something like that. Yeah, and,
0: just the usual. It's the usual talk. From the studios at the beginning of the strike, then they all get kind of nasty at each other during the course of this. You've seen this before, Josh. Right, they all right. get nasty. Then by the end, it's all kumbaya and they love each other again. And we're so glad yeah. they're happy, finally getting everything underway. But that's going to be six to eight months down the line. I know. The writers' Writers Guild has already been on strike for quite some time already, so you know right now we're still at the nasty portion of this of the strike
1: well i mean everybody's going to go hungry it's, it sounds like for the next 6 months because there's no work or you know it's going to be like when covid there's a stoppage of work and movies like slowly trickled out but now like that it seems like that's going to happen again right we're not going to we're going to have this this year will will run through to the end but next year you know films that are supposed to come out won't be coming out or they'll be delayed or not as good quality as they should be
0: And that's what will do it, my friend, because in this age of social media, it's going to take you and me and everybody out there that starts to get really mad when all their TV shows are delayed, when all their movies start getting delayed, when everything starts getting pushed back and all you're seeing is reality television and sports on your screen. For those, not everybody likes sports. I host a basketball show. I don't mind. But for those who don't like reality shows and sports... There are millions out there that want their television shows, that want their Marvel, that want their Star Wars, that want their DC, that want their everything on that as far as what what these these projects were being worked on. And I tell you, Josh, when they start not getting them and they start getting delayed even more in some cases because some of these projects have already been delayed even before the strike, they're going to be mad. And finally, that will probably tip over the scales for me, in my opinion on what will be what will happen and finally force these two sides to come together. otherwise you're gonna see probably a elongated form of chicken or game of chicken played yeah. against each other until then.
1: hey i have a I have a question from our one of our fans. Um, how does the streaming sorry, how does the uh, the strike work with like Netflix exclusives or things like Hallmark, which are exclusively streamed?
0: Basically, like I said, it's just right now with most of these actors, they're just getting a flat fee for mm-hmm. what, what's being done. And we'll go and touch on AI before the break as well, because that's probably one of the bigger components as well to this. But they just get a flat fee. You know, if it co- becomes a big hit, like on Hallmark or Netflix, which is the biggest of all the streaming et- entities, outside of maybe a few individuals, like let's say Chris Hemsworth for Extraction 2. You don't think he's he's got a probably management that's smart enough to say, you know what? If it does this, he gets this. If he does this, he gets that. For most of the other actors there or with anybody relating that that you know has their movie or projects put on streaming, they don't have that luxury. They sign a fixed contract for a fixed rate, and that's it. And that means they're out of luck when millions of people watch it on Netflix.
1: Isn't that sad, though? I mean, you, you do something on a streaming platform, and you have something like this happen. And the odds are high that by the time it's done, you're just going to fade into obscurity because, Mm -hmm. you know, you were you were hot for a minute. And then now the the whole um, what do you call like the whole industry could change by the time you're done and like, oh, hey, you're too old to play this part now or, you know, something something dumb like that. Like this is. It's really unfortunate for people who aren't, you know, Tom Cruise or Matt Damon or, you know, Scarlett Johansson, whatever. If you're not a big name actor like this, this could be a career ender for you, depending Absolutely. on how long it lasts.
0: Absolutely. And that's that's one, one of the issues that they have. The other main issue and that's I didn't want to you know say I, I'm glad I got it turned around a little bit more to you know, why that they're doing this, but also the issue of artificial intelligence, which is the hot button thing in 2023 to talk about with artificial intelligence there's been reports that these studios wanted to go ahead and let's say you you and i were were background actors they would scan us in pay us a flat fee 100 200 bucks or whatever you know whatever amount they decide on and then that's it they get to use our likenesses in per, in perpetuity that's something that they also want to go ahead and fight for as well because how fair is that if you and i are being used as background actors in movies for hundreds of years to come
1: You know, talking about this is just making me, like, think about going into, like, on your first day of work and you got to lay, like, on a scanner and there's all these, like, phones going off in the background and they're trying to scan you into their system. It's, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Although, you know, that would actually be, you know, don't tell the SAG people this, but it would actually kind of cool if they, you know, there's a picture of us, you know, as actors, you know, in a movie like 150 years down the line.
1: Right, right, and that our ancestors could be cool. can say,
0: "Hey, that's my great, 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 great granddad right there."
1: Pardon the the nasty word for a second, but isn't that kind of like identity theft? It is a little bit?
0: Theft. It is unfair, and I, I'm going to I'm going to say it is unfair, as much as I joke about, you know, what I was just saying. I still no, I think it, it is unfair that you know people will scan your likenesses and now these studios have it in perpetuity forever and that's obviously a big issue that they want to cover and fighting for in the strike and when the studios offered that that deal to to the uh to the sag and after strikers of course they're going to go ahead and say no
1: yeah i mean i don't know who looked at something like that and be like oh this is okay like ethically and morally this is fine this is great no don't don't worry about that uh that gray chasm that could (laughs) on the other side of this decision, this is fine. We're fine. This is good.
0: Absolutely. I mean, to be reused and reused and reused and reused again, considerably and continuously down the road for movies and not get a, a penny for it would be very unjust indeed.
1: You still have to like, if you're filming something like gorilla style, right? Like a reality TV show or whatever it is, you still have to get consent for people on camera or else you have to blur out their faces. So I don't know. It just, it see if you still have for something like that, like it just, and then you're talking about just stealing people's likeness. Like what if people didn't even know that they were scanned into this system?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, even if you do give your permission to have your wor- have yourself be shown in several movies and projects for the next 100 years and you not earn a dime from it is really disappointing. That and I can understand totally about that end of it as well for the SAG strikers.
1: Right, right. I don't know this this whole situation is unfortunate. Like definitely if if you're one of those people who originally had the thought that I had, look look more into it because this is it's infinitely more complicated than it was last time.
0: So what are your thoughts on the SAG after strike as the actors and writers are now both on strike, shutting down Hollywood as far as entertainment is concerned for much of what we want to see and view over the next few months and possibly year or more. We'll all get delayed by what's going on unless the studios and the actors themselves and writers come to an agreement sometime soon. What are your thoughts on the SAG Afterstrike? Please let us know your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yah.com. This is now the more enjoyable part of the conversation we're having this hour because as a fellow Xbox fan, I try to be somewhat neutral, but my in recent years, I've kind of leaned a little bit more to Xbox. I will admit that publicly if you've not felt that already as far as my dialect on Xbox and the fact that it provides a better value in the last generation. And now this one's still for consumers out there, which is the main reason why I supported a little bit more than playstation or nintendo it is a good time now to be an xbox fan my friend we were kind of worried at what's going on with the xbox acquisition of 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 course activision blizzard and this past week saw a victory in the battle between the ftc and also as well xbox for the rights to go ahead and be able to continue that purchase and it looks like outside of some things they still have to deal with in Europe, in the UK, that it most likely will go through at this point. The appeal by the FTC was denied because the logic involved. Xbox has gone out of its way to make Call of Duty, which was the central focus of this, my friend, the central focus of this Call of Duty. They went out of their way to make it more accessible. And this past weekend, Phil Spencer, the head of Xbox, just announced the long-awaited agreement by PlayStation and Xbox for a continuous partnership when it concerns Call of Duty on the PlayStation. The, the, you know, the Xbox had put it out there for quite some time. Funny, though, Josh, how it was until the ruling of the FTC court case and the denial on an appeal, funny how that happened before PlayStation signed on the dotted line.
1: Yo, know, this is such a weird thing. All right. Because I'm looking at the FTC, right? They clearly have bigger fish to fry than things going on in the video game industry. Like, look, well, they've lost
0: their last four cases, my friend. So they don't look so good right now.
1: Right. So they have like, you know, they have oil companies, tech companies, all this, all these other things that they could go after. So, so I, part of me wonders if Sony is like, maybe grease some pockets to get them to look into this or what's going on but there was like, some
0: favoritism there which was it's very surprising because wheres Sony based out of as far as uh, their Japan right yeah like, and then yeah. but and the Xbox Microsoft is an American corporation and I don't want to go too xenophobic or anything like that and it's not meant to be that way but when you look at it logically you say why is the FTC battling so hard against a
1: exactly a, an
0: American company? When it I've looks like, it. It, and it doesn't look like there would be a monopoly created. If you knew the video game industry, you would have realized in 10 seconds that there's no way, once Xbox says it's not going to take Call of Duty off of PlayStation, that there's no chance of a monopoly happening. All it is is just creating a little bit more even feel and even competition between the top three console makers because Xbox if they put every Call of Duty on Games Pass, makes it a better value and evens the playing field even more.
1: Yeah, this this whole thing just baffles me because all along, Phil Spencer's been saying, hey, we're not making Call of Duty. Like, that was the big concern. He's all along, even before any of this kicked off. Even when I was
0: arguing he should make it exclusive, he was arguing, I'm going to put it on PlayStation.
1: He's like, you know what, Gerald? No. He he, he, all along he was like we're we're not making Call of Duty exclusive. We we're not. I'm not saying we're making the future Elder Scrolls games exclusive. We're not trying to take like it doesn't make sense. Elder Scrolls Six
0: probably will be an exclusive,
1: right? But he's saying it it doesn't make sense for us to take successful franchises that make money on other consoles and make and not put them on other consoles.
0: But he did. You know, one of the emails that was brought up in the court case was that the Bethesda games are going to go and that would uh exclusive the thing was he had to buy bethesda because what's coming out in starfield starfield at one time was going to be an exclusive for playstation
1: because all their rpgs like all of their negotiations with square ended in things going exclusive to playstation so you know they get left they get leftover scraps basically when it comes to rpgs so i think that that's kind of where their mind was think was was heading but now it's funny though as like all of microsoft's like ideas and secrets got laid out on the table you can kind of see like where they're gonna try to go next so it'll be interesting to see if sony like microsoft's like hey well, we're we tried to buy sega and we're pursuing a relationship with them that's gonna be interesting to see if that's who sony goes after next
0: the Elder Scrolls Elder Scroll, uh, Scroll 6, let me just say this. Uh, you know, I have to see it to believe it. I understand the email that says that Bethesda games are going to all be exclusive going forward. I have to see it to believe it that Elder Scrolls 6 will be just an Xbox exclusive. If it does, I think it evens the playing field even more. And right. Xbox's time as number three will at least have a chance to go ahead and go up. As far as the console wars are concerned, which, yeah. again, X- Xbox fans have been waiting for for a long time at this point in time and, and good for them. But I I personally would make the sacrifice to make Elder Scrolls 6 a, a Xbox exclusive game. I'm right about now leveling the playing field because if the playing yeah. field is not leveled, why is Xbox continuing continuing to throw money? Millions upon millions upon billions upon billions at this, if they cannot even get close to what Nintendo and Sony are doing,
1: right? And it's 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 funny too because Sony is like they're they have great games, like they're clearly more successful, you know, in that area than Xbox is. So I don't understand why they're they perceive Microsoft to be such a big threat for them at this point. It's just it it doesn't make sense to me. None of this stuff makes any sense to me.
0: Again, there's still a court case that they still have to get something that was that was ruled against them in Europe as far as cloud gaming was more of the issue and Call of Duty, of course, that they'll hopefully go ahead and get that reversed because they're now back to the table as far as negotiating with the European Union on that as far as the future for there, So if they get that cleared, it should be free sailing for Xbox to go ahead and, Finalize the purchase of Activision Blizzard is what I'm looking for. I am know you're looking forward to it as well. Again, I would make as much exclusive as I could simply because the fact is you have to try to go ahead and make it work people's wild to go ahead and understand that Xbox, which has long been behind the eight ball since they started, there was a brief bit of time in the Xbox 360 stage where America, they were... Challenging and at sometimes leading the Xbox sales here in the states, but worldwide they have to go ahead and do more to go ahead and put themselves on an even floor with Sony and Nintendo.
1: Right, right. And I'm going to say something controversial as always. Really, that's the and second it. time or
0: today? Wow.
1: <laughs> right, right. But I I don't think that like ex- Yes, games like consoles should have things that are exclusive to them from their own first party studios. But other than that, like, I don't see the point in going to someone trying to make something exclusive because these developers are actually losing money, not putting something out on as many platforms as they can.
0: Oh, I I agree with you. I mean, and and it doesn't make financial sense if Elder Scrolls 6 or Starfield stays on just Xbox and PC. Right. But oh. but if you're trying to go ahead and say I'm only selling so many millions of Xbox units compared to PlayStation, Nintendo, I have to do something to go ahead and close that gap. You have to go ahead and start putting some big names as far as a short-term loss, meaning a long-term game.
1: Right, and I'm I I know I've I dwell on Square a lot because I'm a big fan of their you know a lot of their games. But yes, like, you are. It, how does it make sense though to have something like? there are obviously players who want to play these final fantasy games that are exclusive to Sony. How does it make sense to make it not to not put some of these games on the Xbox console, especially hearing about square, you know, having, have having had money problems over the past few years. Like how does it make sense to not put it on other platforms where you could make money? I don't know. This whole exclusivity thing, like it, it just, it all seems kind of petty to me.
0: It does. But you and I have been dealing with this for a long time, my friend.
1: Right. Right. And I, yes, and I do get excited when I hear like, oh, cool, Xbox bought Bethesda. I was stoked. Yeah. Yeah. But like just financially, though, whether I'm excited or not, it doesn't make sense. And the thing
0: is that, well, Nintendo, Sony, even Bobby Kotick, the head of Activision for now. Yeah. all can't stand games pass but you know what I have said it before and I'll say it again games pass represents right now the best value in gaming and when all we're all kind of short on the dollar than what we used to have because the way the world is inflation you know whatever you want to say more cost everything costs more all that stuff it's nice to have something that provides and represents itself as a value now Microsoft and Xbox have not done the greatest job promoting it which is part of the reason why Xbox is still behind the eight ball in sales, but it is comparatively better than what Nintendo or Sony have. And I think if they go ahead and now that they have the Activision Blizzard, you know, hopefully if everything goes through, which it looks like it's going to go through, everything under that umbrella. My gosh, man, the, just slap all the Call of Duty games you can in Games Pass and see what happens from there.
1: Yeah, And you know what I love about Games Pass too is it it has made gaming accessible. You know, you have these things where before you, whether or not, like, you knew you wanted to play it, you probably didn't play Like, you walk into a store like, oh, um, Mass Effect, I don't know anything about this, so I'm probably not going to play it. But now you can go on to Games Pass through, like, EA Play and all that, and you have access to all these games. And Sony doesn't even... Sony doesn't even do that with their own fan base. You know, they don't even like they gatekeep games to people who have PlayStations where Microsoft doesn't do things like that. So that's where I think games pass will ultimately succeed in the end, because that's going to be something where like, like Netflix, right? Like, Oh, I don't, you know, I want to watch stranger things. And and
0: as it migrates to more smart TVs, as it migrates to our Mm -hmm. phones, as it migrates to hopefully the steam deck and other avenues games pass eventually it's going to get the word out that it's going to be something right. that's really a great value for consumers
1: exactly yeah so i i like games pass but again like i'm all for anything that makes gaming accessible so that's why i like the exclusivity is is not i'm not a huge fan of all that but you know i do like games pass so i understand it and i see what so thought um condor had asked thoughts on apple arcade and Lifter, will get to you in a second, too. You made it actually X point, too. Go ahead. Yes, yes. Uh, I like Apple Arcade. Like, I I subscribe to it. Uh, I had, a, like, a free trial of it, and then I just, for some reason, kept paying for it. Didn't ask me if I wanted to or not. But Apple Arcade does have a lot of really cool stuff on there. So, like, I will play, but I play more on, like, consoles. Like, the the mobile games are harder for me to stay in tuned with but yeah i mean i think apple Arcade is a great deal like they have a lot and i'm sure their catalog will grow exponentially over the next few years
0: you're listening to the pop culture cosmos if you're in the las vegas and henderson areas and are looking to buy sell or trade the best in classic or current video games and pop culture collectibles there's no better place to go than retro city games from xbox to playstation Once again, it is the Pop Culture Cosmos. It is Josh Peterson, along with me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Truly appreciate it. want to go ahead and uh, touch on what Lifted was saying before we head on out, my friend. And before we touch on ID at Xbox, well, that's something I want to go ahead and, and talk to you about here with all the games that are coming out, the indie games that is such a great part of Xbox and another reason why people need to get Xbox. But the one thing I wanted to ask you, my friend, is Lifted was talking about Wondering why the exercise gaming market at this point is just not that good and it not it's not that successful. I mean, the last big hits we've seen, as I mentioned to lifted, that I can remember, to be honest with you, was of course the outrageous fad, which was We Fit, which you know. <laughs> That's great. As, That's as a hoarder, I'm sure you have your share of We Fit boards, like stacked up again, you know, on top of each other. I know when I ever go to ritual City Games, they still have the nice collection there. It's like, how, how high does the tower go full of Wii Fit boards, but also as well connect at the height of connect. There were some really sound and really good exercise, which I utilized as far as active software that actually got you good. And, and that actually got you exercise, got you pumped up and actually gave you a good workout. But since then it's really been very much of a missing thing.
1: Yeah you know it's weird I think that that much like exercise itself is a it's a matter of will you know and a lot of people like the idea of playing these exercise games but then when it comes to so they'll go out and they'll buy the peripherals and they'll buy the games when it comes to execution they just will kind of fall off that wagon pretty quick you know I I like you said, Retro City Games has all the Wii Fit pads. I remember working at Best Buy, and, like, I, w- I sold, like, Zumba on Xbox 360 to, like, you know, at least 30 moms, you know, every month. So, on the Connect too.
0: On when the Kinect,
1: their- yeah. Right, so, like, but, you know, and then, like, even my own mom, like, I would go and, like, look in the cupboards where, like, she keeps her movies and stuff, and there's, the, there's a copy of Zumba, and it's just covered in dust because she hasn't touched it since you know that one week that she used it. So I think I, I think playing these exercise games is a matter of will and I just don't think a lot of people have the will to play them consistently. So that's why like sales on these games have gone down significantly.
0: I know my kids asked me and I got them Just Dance 2023 uh, which is a really fun game, love the music set on it. And that is a game that you technically you you can really do some good exercising to if you want to but it's also more of a dance rhythm game as well. So it's something probably the best thing right now, or the most notable thing that it could be close to resembling a video game dealing with exercise and actually with the rings, the Nintendo rings, the, the game. Yes. Rings,
1: th- those, were, those were those awesome. Yeah.
0: That's the Nintendo, Nintendo exercise game. That's the only one other I can remember that actually has earned that type of, uh, you know, notice as far as an exercise game is concerned, but, just Dance series has made a ton of cash under the radar for Ubisoft year after year.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I because I, I coach esports at the school I teach at and Just Dance is like one of the most popular games that we offer. So, yeah, there definitely is still a market. Some people like that stuff. But I think the moment that like game journalists and reviewers started assigning the term fad to exercise games, I think that's when, you know, we ultimately decided that, it would not be popular anymore.
0: Endorphin, I'm, uh, I'm not I'm sure. sure.
1: Yeah, I I like it, but it, again, like every Guitar Hero that came out, did worse and worse. You know, as far as its returns did. I love the Guitar Hero games. I'd gladly play another one.
0: And that's the thing. You might, you might, you might, you absolutely might, because the reason why Endorphin, the reason why Josh, is because if the sale goes through with Xbox and Activision Blizzard. Guess what they have in their IP listings as at Activision? It is a Guitar Hero series, so we could see a games as a service Guitar Hero that was suggested. I will give the folks at IGN a credit on that. They popped in, that idea out there is putting Guitar Hero back as a games as a service and just providing new songs, and you buy the ones you want, and you don't, you know, you ignore the ones you don't. You just download them whenever you want. As far as it's concerned, you buy them like microtransactions, microtransactions on the ones that you want. I know they do it already with some rhythm games for the phone and some other stuff as well, as far as just putting the games you want, but I can see that happening for that. And for also the competitor rock band that coming back as well, if that's the case, but right now the music market for the most part, outside of some rhythm games for the phone are not exactly there right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, If they were to repackage like Guitar Hero 2 and say, hey, we didn't, you know, we remastered the game. You could buy the peripheral for it. I I would absolutely eat it up. No question about it.
0: So tell you what, though, what are your thoughts out there on some exercising games and also some rhythm game market? Are you interested in getting back into it? Please let us know, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. But before we head on out, my friend... I know you want to touch on this because I asked you to check out the latest ID at Xbox, touching on our Xbox back half hour and continuing that before we head on out. ID at Xbox is the showcase for indie games that are coming to the Xbox. Some are exclusive, some are not, but they did have a great showcase there for you. I figured there was one character and game in particular that you would love to see. Did you get a chance to check it out, what that is?
1: I did. It definitely was not Croc, um, but rumor is there is a Croc remake coming out. Uh, Gex, yeah, Gex looks, uh, that's a limited run game. uh, Limited run run game.
0: Yes, that's correct. They announced that on their own limited run conference that they had. But the game at IDXbox that I think you would like, because you've talked about this as one of your all-time favorite characters, is... Hellboy
1: yes yeah I did I saw the gameplay it is beautiful all right let me let me just like I'm excited about this game because it is absolutely breathtaking it's like you're turning the pages of the comics and you're playing the panels
0: it's called the, the web don't... of wired and that wired is spelled w-y-r-d just so let everyone know
1: yeah there there aren't a lot of games that like can truly boast about looking like this like it 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 looks like it literally looks like you're opening a comic book and playing what's going on inside the comic book. Like the art style is the same, Uh, the the combat system looks really cool. I'm just curious, like what made this come out as like an indie title instead of a triple A title? Because there's enough mythology in the Hellboy world, and there's it is perfect to be one of those like action um, action brawler type games. So why why make it a smaller experience instead of a big one?
0: true but it just seems like i think the fact is that when it comes to hellboy as a property it's just not garnered enough volume not garnered enough interest and people still think it's somewhat of a niche uh as far as following that loves hellboy so i think that's probably why the major studios kind of shunned away from it and why it had to go to an indie title although if it is embraced by the community it could see a lot of success there
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny because like Hellboy is incredibly popular, but it's not it doesn't have like the mainstream following like Spider-Man, and Superman and things like that. So, you know, yeah, hopefully putting it out on more platforms, video games and, uh, you know, whatever else might be in Hellboy's future is going to give it that, you know, that kick it needs to to give it a wider audience.
0: That's what I'm uh, hoping as well but the only thing i'm i'm bummed about it when i saw the video is that no ron Perlman, my friend
1: no and i, I think that ron Perlman is done with the character of hellboy but what i i really like about this is that the game is actually written by mike manola so uh you know you can't go wrong by having the person who wrote the character you know write the story for the game and the same thing can be said about the new hellboy movie that's coming out is written by mike manola as well so you know ron perlman or not like i think having someone who cares this much about the character in charge of the character is a recipe for success
0: there was some other great titles there as well that that are on the way i know that we saw sea of stars very promising everspace 2 you know people have played the first one it's going to get excited about the sequel there monolith requiem of the ancients was also very promising but the one that really intrigued me most even more than Hellboy was MythForce. MythForce is a first-person melee roguelike game similar to what you would see in a fantasy-type format. The reason why I like it so much is that the way it's stylized, it's stylized like a Saturday morning 1980s cartoon, similar to what you saw with a lot of impressions from the Ninja Turtles and He-Man as far as that type of universe. But the way it was patterned, the way it's structured, the way it's colored, the way it's stylized, is from that you can play up to four people and the way it's first person looks really good looks really something that uses a lot of techniques that you've seen in Skyrim and other games of that ilk
1: i was getting slight golden axe vibes from watching that trailer too
0: it, it really looked cool i saw an actual 15 minute uh, playthrough as far as uh that on ign and i will give them credit for getting a sneak peek at that extended i really liked what i saw there so i'm really looking forward to that one that one's coming out in september mid-september right now i never want to say for sure because you know video game releases <laughs> but i i will say i'm looking forward to that one i really think that one is going to be a hit with audiences
1: yeah i i'm actually like dream that game dreamers looks pretty cool too like I always like those little mini um like narrative experiences because they are you know they have an emotional aspect to them but the soundtracks are always like amazing in those games
0: and it's like i said not all of these games are going to be exclusive, like for instance myth force is going to be on uh, all the platforms i'm waiting to go ahead and see what what as far as that game how it will develop and how it will eke itself out but also as well there are other great games on the way as well hellboy to be on every platform as well there's no date set for hellboy but i'm looking forward to that but if you have yeah. thoughts out there on id at xbox Please let us know, but also as well, the victory for Xbox against the FTC and the future of Xbox and Activision Gaming, Activision Blizzard, the acquisition, if it goes through, which it looks more and more like it will. What are your thoughts on what this will do for gaming? Let us know, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Well, my friend, it's been a great, great time talking to you today. Always been good to hear what you have to say. Give us an update on what's going on at the happy hoarder You
1: can check out our website, at, you know, happy hoarder com. We got a bunch of things new in stock all the time. I'm working on putting up a pre order section. Uh, but that always comes with its fair share of red tape, you know, depending on what, whether or not the distributor wants you to have pre-orders up from, for stuff from their websites. Other than that, we are going to be at the Bell County Comic Con. I know I posted that we weren't, but we will be there. That's one of the biggest cons in uh, Central Texas. And then a couple weeks later, we'll be at Colossal Con out in Round Rock if you're in Texas. So come by, check us out. I'm going to start posting some videos of, uh you know, product unboxing and things like that. So... You know, once we get that YouTube channel up and running, be sure to subscribe.
0: What's the biggest one? uh, The biggest con in Texas is it retropalooza or
1: Classic Game Fest is pretty big. Classic uh, Game Fest, I think. Yeah, yeah. Bell County is definitely in like the top five. I'm trying to think. There's Galaxy Con has like a ton of people showing up to it. There's a lot. There are. There's a whole lot. I know they just had one called like Com. superheroes and it's like a superhero comic-con or something like that and they had like andrew garfield and a bunch of other marvel stars there so there's
0: and that's another thing at the sag after strike you can't even go do any work at cons you can't sign autographs
1: that's what i'm wondering too because you have with bell county and these other ones coming up like i wanted to go to galaxy con to meet charlie cox but now i'm wondering if they're all going to have to pull out because of that but also, like, if you're into anime, like, it's it, a good time to focus on a lot of the voice actors being there because they're not so much affected by this. Well,
0: there's still also voice acting as far as anything relating to SAG after. They've, they've said no. You can't even publicize anything on social media. You can't go to cons. You can't do voice overwork. You can't do anything.
1: Even, even like, people who only voice act and like, anime. And if, stuff, if they, they got they're... SAG
0: card that's pretty much frowned upon right mm, now, my friend.
1: Crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought that that was a whole separate entity. Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: No, no, they they huh. drew the line there. So they're drawing on everything right now. It's easy to say that at the beginning of the strike, but when two, three, four, or five months come down, if it's still they're still on strike, it's gonna be yeah. harder for them to say no.
1: Jeez,
0: absolutely. Yeah, well, they're trying to
1: starve them. It sounds like
0: I think that's what the studios want, but I'm hoping that that's not gonna be the case. I'm hoping that it'll be a quick resolution although i'm not counting on it my money said they're going to drag this out because there's so many issues that both sides are very far apart on it's not a good time though for us most importantly the the viewers and listeners and people who enjoy entertainment that's for me the biggest part about this we're the biggest losers in all of this
1: right right and as for the actors like eventually every nobody's going to get paid anymore so some, there has to be an agreement that gets Come to sooner rather than later. Hope, hopefully. hopefully you know, Ron. Ron Perlman had said they're not going to start the the studios probably won't start negotiating until actors are losing their houses, which is a sad commentary. But he's probably right about that.
0: I I think that was made in response to a a studio executive who said that very thing. Yeah, but yeah, only so I, in the most profane way as possible from Ron Perlman.
1: Yeah, as as expected from Ron Perlman. <laughs>
0: Going to be a messy time here for us at Pop Culture Cosmos, but we'll keep updating you what's going on with the SAG Afterstrike. Of course, everything going on with Xbox, Activision Blizzard. we we'll have more thoughts. Also got Don Fobbs coming on the way in the near future, talking Emmys. I've also got Hamanish Goel coming back, talking about entertainment in India. Hopefully, I can get TJ Johnson to talk about Xbox. Of course, John Orlando at the end of this month, talking pro wrestling and the state of pro wrestling. Jamie Monroy talking video games and so much more. And of course, Josh the Legend and Melinda as well. Check out what she's doing all the time on the PC Multiverse and what she does in Vampires of Vitae and Wild Beyond the Witchlight with Whiskey and Wine. So for Josh Peterson, this is Gerald Glassford. It's another beautiful day in paradise right here in the Pop Culture Cosmos. We thank you for listening. And here's hoping you have yourself a great,